0: 47 A3 in the Archical Gemara. We are up to a new Brysa, a new discussion about the process of conversion, not just the Mila and the Tvila, the circumcision and going to the mikvah, but also what we tell the convert, what we tell them before uh, they actually have the begin the process of circumcision and going to the mikvah. What exactly do we tell them? what do they have to know beforehand uh, so the Gemara, this Brysa now gets into it. It is important to note, to look at the uh, language of the Gemara, sometimes we'll see that we try to prevent the potential convert from converting, that we are, we're not really interested in them converting. And then at other times, we see that it seems to be like a mitzvah to convert them, that there's some sort of mitzvah that they should have a conversion, seemingly an obligation. So how, does, how do you fit the two together? Uh, so, just one explanation before we even see the gemara inside, is that uh, many want to say that we really we want to make sure that they are taking it seriously. And so, while on the one hand we're sort of pushing them away to a certain extent because we want to make sure that they are uh, taking it seriously, and it's not it's not so easy just uh, to convert because it's really it's uh, it's a serious uh, undertaking to. Uh, take upon oneself the six hundred thirteen mitzvos and really to uh, become part of the uh, of the community. Um, so it's really it's a really big undertaking. Uh, so we want to make sure that they're serious. so we sort of push away with one hand, but on the other hand, uh, we pull them close in and that once we know that they are serious, uh, some of the commentators want to say once we know they are serious, there's in fact a mitzvah. There's a mitzvah to have them convert. What mitzvah is this what mitzvah does this fall under? Uh, so some want to say that it either falls under avas avas ager, that there's an obligation to love the ger to love the convert and included in that obligation is also an obligation to uh, to make sure that the people who uh, are taking it seriously do convert. Uh, additionally, a different uh, mitzvah that it might fall under is avas Hashem to love Hashem. That just like Avram had this amazing love towards Hashem, so what did he do with that love? Anybody who has that love. And that passion for something—they want to spread it with others. They want to share it with others. And so Avram, he uh, Chazal tell us that uh, he had a he had a following. And so so too, there's a mitzvah. Once we know that somebody's very serious about it, so then there's a mitzvah in fact to make sure that uh, that they do convert. Um, and so that's how we sort of, uh, with the one hand we push them away, but the other hand we bring them uh, close in. So let's uh, let's see the Gemara inside. Uh, Just one more point, and then we'll see the Gemara. The Gemara even uses a language, just uh, to prove this point. The Gemara uses a language, let's start with the opening line. The Gemara uses the language, A ger who wants to convert today. What do we say to him or her? So it uses the language of a ger, a convert. They already refer to this person as somebody who already converted, even though we're we're describing... Somebody who wants to convert. They did not convert yet. What do we do when they want to convert? And yet, it uses the word ger, a title that's used for somebody who already converted. So some want to explain that the reason why it says this is because if somebody in the end of the day actually goes through the conversion process and they become a ger and they're serious about it, so in their neshama, in their soul, it's as if they were destined for this. It's as if this is... This is what was meant, uh, meant to be, and they're defined, their status is one, their identity is one of a gear, uh, of a convert, even before they go through the conversion process. So we refer to them as a gear, even before they actually go through that, through that process. So the Brysa says as follows. Let's see the Brysa now. So we have this gear who wants to convert today. What do we say to this person today? Omer Melo, the first thing we say is, Ma Risa Shabbos Why do you want to convert? We're sort of pushing them away. Why do you want to convert? Don't you know that the Jewish people today are afflicted, they're oppressed, they're harassed, they're downtrodden. It's not easy to be a Jew. We have hardships. It's it's very difficult to be a Jew. If the convert responds, if he or she responds, that I know and I'm unworthy of joining with them, uh, and that uh, I understand this, so then, we accept them, but not just that we accept them, but the Bryce uses the language, right away, immediately, we accept them to move on to the next step. It sounds right away, so even though we're sort of trying to push them away by saying, don't you know how, how difficult it is, we want to make sure that they're serious, but once they say we understand, so then, we accept them right away, immediately. Uh, one other point is that, uh, I've heard uh, another explanation of why we ask these specific questions. Of don't you know that the Jewish people are afflicted, oppressed? We'll see that uh, the further questions, the next, the next round of questions or statements will be about how um, how difficult it is to keep the mitzvot. How there's so many mitzvot, and there are there are more severe, stricter mitzvot and lighter mitzvot. There's a whole range of mitzvot. But why do we begin with this about the Jewish people? So I heard Rassalavitchik explain that this is not just a way of trying to push them away. But in fact, this is really a whole part of being part of the Jewish people, about the identity of a Jew. We have the mitzvot, and it's really our foundation, and it's so essential and vital and so important, the mitzvot themselves. But in addition to that is that you have to feel that you're a part of the Jewish people. You're a part of the history of the Jewish people. And so we tell, we tell the convert, don't you know what it's like to be, don't you know Jewish history? Don't you know about the Jewish people, how we're in exile and how we're afflicted? Don't, don't you feel a part of that? And we have to make sure that they feel a part of that, and then they can join in. And so that's that's the idea that is shared by Rabbi Soloveitch. So he accepts it. So what do we do then? Modin mixes mitzvot mixos mixes mitzvot So then we inform him or her of the quote unquote minor mitzvot, the easier mitzvos, and the more major, the harder, more difficult uh, mitzvos. And this is the brysa that the Gemara will analyze uh, later on the different lines within this Brysa. We inform him of. What happens, the sin of, and what happens if you do not observe the laws of charity, of giving to the poor in your field, of lekh and of giving to the poor through um ani, a tenth of the produce, of giving it to the poor person. We inform, the, we inform this potential convert. Of the punishment for somebody who violates the mitzvahs. Omrim law, we tell him. Don't you know that if you eat chaylevs, forbidden meats, that until now you wouldn't be punished with kares, with such a severe punishment of of an early death, and if you didn't violate Shabbos, you wouldn't be uh, have the punishment if there were witnesses who warn you of uh, of being stoned, of uh, having the death penalty for violating Shabbos, you would not have had that until now. But now, if you become a, if you convert. Now that if you eat these forbidden meats, these forbidden fats, so then you'll have karis, the punishment is karies. If you violate Shabbos, the punishment is stoning. It's the death penalty. And just like we inform the potential convert of the punishments for violating the mitzvos, so too we inform the potential convert of the reward for observing them. We also mention the... Uh, reward because we don't want to discourage too much. We also have to mention that there's a great reward for observing the mitzvahs. So, Omrim we say to him, Tzadikim. The next world, the world to come, is made only for the tzadikim, for the righteous. We receive reward. It might not be in this world, but it will be in the world to come. And you should know that today. The Jewish people, they cannot—they're not able to receive receive rov tuva, uh, an abundance of good, but they don't have an abundance of punishment either. We tell the convert that you know it's it's not easy, but it's not it's not terrible. It's not extremely extremely terrible. It's not easy to be Jewish. Uh, there's hardships, but it's not an abundance of punishment. We don't overwhelm the convert. Uh, about discussing the punishments we don't want to overwhelm the convert. We, we want to make sure that they're serious, but we don't uh, we don't uh, uh, tell to them that uh, there's so many punishments so that uh, we completely uh, dissuade them from coming. We are not too strict with uh, with the convert in terms of what we tell them. Kibel, if he or she accepts it, well, if it's, if, it's, uh, if it's a man,. so then the next step is Brismila. they have a Brismila. They have a circumcision. And so the Gemara that points out uh, just some of the laws of bris milah, of a circumcision. It says, uh, That uh, we want to make sure that if there are certain parts which, uh, which uh, where the, the shreds were not removed during the circumcision process and it's necessary to remove them, so then we do it again and we remove it again a second time. We want to make sure that it's a completely uh, valid milah. Nisra'be, once he is healed, matbil anosom yad. So then he goes to the mikvah. He has to go to the mikvah after having a bris milah. Happens to be, we're not going to get into the discussion, but there's a very big discussion, if how serious do we take the, the order of having mila and then tefillah, that uh, there has to be a circumcision first, and then going to the mikvah. What if you flip the order? Many are of the opinion that you're not allowed to flip the order. First, it's specifically bris milah, and then going to the mikvah. Perhaps the idea is that bris Represents removing yourself from being a non-Jew, and then going to the mikvah is when you have that purity that you become uh, that you become Jewish. But there's different opinions. Some say that perhaps you you could switch the order, um, and if you switch the switch the order, so then it's a lot faster, uh, but uh, it might not be ideal. Uh, and so that's why we first do the milah, the circumcision first. Uh, but that itself is a big discussion. The Gemara continues. The Breyes continues. We have two Torah scholars who stand. In front of him. The truth is, is that we will see in the Gemara later on that it's really three. Uh, there are three Umodinos so Mixas and Mixos And we inform him of some of the minor mitzvahs, the quote unquote minor mitzvahs. again. We did it before, but we do it again before he goes to the mikveh, and of the major mitzvos, Tavol the Allah, he goes into the mikveh and then he comes out. now he's fully Jewish. Once he comes, he or she comes out of the mikveh, they're now fully Jewish. The Gemara now says, Isha for a woman. We don't have the Torah scholars, the based in standing right in front of her. There are other women who help her into the water to make sure that she's in the water until her neck. And then on the outside, there are the Torah scholars who are standing outside. And as she's in the Mikvah, seemingly as she's about to go fully into the Mikvah uh, to become Jewish, that's when we inform them of the minor... Mitzos and some of the major mitzos. Again, we do it twice. We did it before, and now we do it again right before the completion of the entire process. The Bryson now concludes. Now, with regards to the mikvah, uh, first of all, the same process applies both to a convert and also to a non-Jewish slave. And then we mentioned that a non-Jewish slave who has a Jewish master, uh, they also become Jewish, and they would go through the same process when they become free. And the same mikvah that works, that's necessary for somebody who is in Nidah, so it's the same mikvah that's used with regards to the conversion process. And just like there are issues of chatzitzos, of separation between the body, the entire body has to go in without any form of separation, just like that applies with regards to somebody who goes in for the purposes of nida, the same thing is true with regards to conversion. There cannot be any chatzitzos, any separation between the body and the water. That is the end of the brysa. So we saw in the brysa itself that we sort of try to push them away to a certain degree, but once we know they're serious about it, we we pull them in. We want them to convert. There's, in fact, a mitzvah, as we will see, uh, for them to convert. So the Gemara analyzes the brysa. We'll just see the beginning of the analysis of the brysa in this recording, and then in the next recording we'll see... Uh, some more of the analysis of this price. Amar Mar, we stated earlier. We say to him, "Why do you want to convert?" And we also we tell him about how difficult it is to be Jewish, and the Jewish people have been afflicted. And we tell him about some of the lighter mitzvot and some of the more of this of the harder mitzvot, so the stronger, the, the more important mitzvot. My Taima, why do we mention, why do we try to dissuade the convert from converting? Why are we trying to discourage him from converting? Because it's better if the convert is going to abandon it, abandon Judaism. It's better if they do so beforehand and not afterwards. Let them, let them, we don't need them to convert. We're not interested in having, uh, we don't need to have people who convert. If they're going to take it seriously, we want them. But if they're not going to take it seriously, so that's why we want, we, we discourage them in the beginning. Because if they're going to leave it, better that they leave it earlier. And the Gemara says, uh, a strong line here, it says that the, the converts, the converts are as harmful to the Jewish people as sapachas, as uh, a form of tsaras, so that it refers to the converts, uh, before they convert, uh, before the stage that we know that they're taking it seriously, as as sapachas, as a form of tsaras, some sort of a skin affliction. Uh, why is that? Why are converts referred to that? So there are many different reasons that are given. One reason, a few reasons that are given are because really, after they convert, we're afraid that they are going to, uh, at some point in time, um, take it back. They're not going to be interested in being... Uh, religious, uh, and ob- observing the commandments, and as a result of that it could lead to, A, either it could lead to uh, the fact that other Jews will see this, and then they will not be as serious about the mitzvot, because they see that somebody else is not as serious about the mitzvot, or B, kol that we are all, Tosa says, that we are all connected to one another, and it impacts us when, when this person who is now Jewish, once they convert, they're Jewish, and they're they're always Jewish, uh, they can't take it back, uh, and once we see this person that they're no longer observing the mitzvah, so it impacts us. that we're all connected, and it also impacts it impacts us. There is also another explanation which is given that it makes it difficult for us not because we're concerned that uh, the the convert is is going to uh, ignore his Judaism after the, his or her Judaism after after they convert. That's really the opposite. There's an opinion which is found here on the page in Tosos Yishonim, but it's really quoted in Tosos in the name of uh, one of the Rishonim who was a ger, who himself was a ger, who was a convert, and he said, one of the earlier commentators said, that what this line means is that, what does it mean that converts are harmful to the Jewish people? Because it happens often, that somebody who converts, or also a Baal somebody who wasn't religious and becomes religious, they become even more serious, because they never had it, and now they see the beauty in it, they become even more serious. And it looks bad, that look, this person is even more serious than the person who was was always religious, was born Jewish. And so, uh, this explanation is saying that the reason why it's harmful to the Jewish people is because they're taking it more seriously than your average Jew. And uh, that's, that's what the Gemara is saying. Uh, but in the end of the day... The point of the Gemara is to say that the reason why we discourage, at the end of the day, we discourage the, the convert from converting. Essentially, most opinions say that the reason is, is because um, we try to discourage them because we don't think that they're going to take it seriously. We don't think they're going to take it seriously, so we try to mention all the things that, listen, why do you want to go through this? It's not, uh, it's not easy uh, to be a Jew. There's so many mitzvot of so the Jewish people. Um, they go through, look, go through history of the Jewish people, we're in exile, and it's not easy to live as a Jew, uh, so we try to discourage them, but the purpose is because we want to make sure they're taking it seriously, and as we saw, and as we'll see in the next recording, that once we know that they're taking it seriously, so then we want to accept them right away. We don't want to even wait. It's a, it's a mitzvah that we don't want to wait, and we want to accept them uh, for their conversion right away. We want them to join uh, the Jewish people. Okay, so we'll stop here and we'll see the rest of the analysis of this Brisa in the next recording.